When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios, this portion of the Ride with Royce today is brought to you by MetaFast Weight Control Centers. Tom Kelly is with us. Uh, you old Southern League managers are used to those nights when these squalls come rolling through about every hour, aren't you? Oh, yeah. For those delays. Yeah. I can't <laughs> tell you how many times we had to have batting practice down in those that cage down in uh, <laughs> uh, Orlando. You certainly remember it, Patrick. Yeah. But it was, it was like walking into a sauna <laughs> and, and uh, you know, you throw 50 minutes or so. And you come out and you're, you know, you're staggering and, and trying to see if Johnny and the crew can get the field ready to play. And that was a challenge within itself because, you know, those, the ground crew fellows had that little, uh, let's call it a lounge section <laughs> behind, uh, behind the clubhouse. Yes. That, and they had their own little bar and they had the stools, <laughs> they had some tables. Yeah. And, and and they were half lit by, by about <laughs> 3 o'clock. And so now they're going to try to put the tarp on. Uh-huh. That was a fiasco. <laughs> and then they, they, they TK, we can't take that tarp, tarp off. I said, well, somebody's going to take it off, and here go the players. Here we go. <laughs> you know, no, no pitchers were allowed to touch the tarp because I was afraid the wind blow yeah. and the arm go out of stock, and that's all I need. Yeah. So, and four thirty, five o'clock, almost every day in the summer, oh, right it here. Was, it it was unbelievable. <laughs> we never hit on the field. It's a beautiful day, and then all of a sudden, you're in big trouble. Yeah, it's uh, people. People uh, who now uh, go down to Fort Myers or see the facilities here, yeah. they can't appreciate what Orlando no. was. No, man. no, the, no. The, Especially uh, when you do, you know, they got big time ground crews down there now. You know. I had Johnny in the group over there in Orlando. <laughs> you know, whew, you didn't know who was going to show up. You know, and he go recruit a couple guys from across the street, and and you know they didn't know what they're doing. They just come over for the beverage, and so it was uh, quite entertaining back there working with uh, Johnny. But he was a, he was a good good guy. Hey, those uh, one of the best things ever happened to you, of course, was when they moved to Fort Myers because you did those. Uh, People don't realize that before the game started, you guys would have to hit till two thirty-three in the afternoon. There was only one field to hit on, and now they oh, they wrap her up by eleven thirty in the yeah. morning, noon. You were out there all day, and over there we called the Iwo Jima, <laughs> that field across the parking lot there. Yes, 
that you couldn't have any grounders on there or anything, <laughs> but you could take some swings. Okay, but you couldn't get any of your infield stuff done, and there was no half fields and none of that stuff. So it, it was, uh, you know, you were out there for a while back in those days, that's for sure. Hey, did you uh, ever play Winter League uh, in the Caribbean? No, I did not. Never I got was, that I was invite, asked uh, to go to Mexico. Oh, once. really? And I declined. I, I I don't know. It seemed like Las Mochas. <laughs> Randy Bush and Scotty Older went. Oh, really? Uh, one year, and uh, they said they def- they defended themselves pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. they they uh, put up a fight. And I mean, on the field, <laughs> off the field. You know, they 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 held their own. Yeah. Well, this is interesting. Hopefully, they'll get to play. I haven't played since Thursday. Uh, that, that might be a new world record for end season for the Twins. Well, it might be, especially after all them dome years. So, uh, again, uh, you know, it's just a quirk, and uh, we all got caught up in it up here with uh, all this snow, and, and uh, so it was unfortunate, but uh, Cleveland's in pretty much the same boat, so, uh, you know, unfortunately, they get to push Kluber back, so we can run into him tonight and see how that goes. But uh, and Carrasco, you know, he'll be fired up to pitch down there, and uh, so it it should be uh, a fun series because our guys are, I think, looking forward to it. Varios and and uh, uh, Eddie Rosario out there, I, I, he's you know, well, I know they're really looking forward to playing. So it should be a fun series. Give me your Kluber scouting report, sir. Oh, he's just nasty. He throws a lot of strikes, but he knows how to miss yep. and and get you to chase. You know, he can bury some inside. He's not afraid to do that with his fastball. Then he can throw that slider down, down and away. He, he doesn't leave it hang very often. If he does leave it hang, that's the one you better hit because the other ones are, are, are really tough to hit. So if you can find some way to get ahead in the count, which is probably uh, doesn't happen often, but uh, uh, you, you might have a little better chance. Uh, but he's not afraid to throw the breaking ball when he's behind in the count. So those fellows that can throw the off-speed stuff over when they're behind in the count are, are very tough pitchers. So that, and he's done that quite and well. And that, that slider or whatever it is, it yeah. looks like it weighs seven pounds when it yeah, lands, it, too, it, man. Yeah, he, he's, <laughs> he's a strong fella, and uh, he's... He's just one of the premier guys, and you know, and he's not one to come out in the fifth or sixth inning. You know, he's going to stay, so he's the number one shooter. No, you know, no way around it. Hey, uh, Barrios, last time we saw him uh, was pretty dang good, just like the first time in Baltimore. It almost got boring to watch, Patrick. I mm-hmm. tell you, he was going through, through him pretty good, and and uh, made a lot of, you know, young hitters. Uh, of course, there's a couple veterans in that. Uh, lineup, but for the most part, he went through them uh, pretty handily. And what I like, he was keeping the pitch count down. And and uh, I think we talked about this some yeah. uh, where you know eighteen, twenty, twenty three, twenty five pitches, and now you get it down to twelve, fourteen. You know you're going to get through through uh, seven, eight innings for sure, and and hopefully pitch the ninth. So uh, it's all about uh, maintaining a. Uh, each inning having uh, command and keeping the pitch count down to 12, 13, 14. When they, somebody's doing that, they're going to have a good night. Hey, Barrios, that curve, that breaking ball, oh, oof. That's, yeah, uh, it's nasty, it is, mm-hmm. no question. And, and uh, it gets a sweeping, you know, it sweeps across the plate and ends up outside, and you almost have to swing, and, you know, and he's got plenty on his fastball, and it's live, and 
so he can keep Johannes, and and I think he's got a real good changeup as well. But he's not really using it all that much. But he's got throws enough of them to keep you off balance, and so it almost becomes unfair, especially when he's throwing strikes. Almost like Kluber when they throwing strikes and and throwing enough just off the plate or in or out, uh, it keeps the hitters really off balance and makes for a tough night. Say, uh, when you were watching uh, on your uh, periodic trips in spring training uh, and Dozier was coming up, did, is this the kind mm-hmm. of ball player you expected to see? Uh, to answer honestly, no. Uh, but uh, everybody in the organization kept telling me he was going to be a good player, good player. And uh, I think what happened uh, at one time, I, I saw him play in uh, Beloit, was it? And, uh, yeah, and it was a Sunday day game, and it was bad. It was really bad. I mean, he, he didn't move around. He was playing shortstop okay. at the time, and uh, he had a real bad game. He was having such a bad game, I, I, if I was managing, I would have yanked him off the field. So that's how bad it was. But uh, And I'm just being honest, And, and uh, but uh, I told the uh, people what i thought and and uh, uh i think he got the word somehow and and he he certainly uh picked his level up no question and i think uh what really helped him most is that they moved him to second mm-hmm. i think that was big for him because his arm was somewhat questionable for shortstop uh on a regular basis you know once in a while maybe go over there but uh if you have to but uh he seemed more suited to play second base and and uh they moved him and and uh lo and behold he got the bat going and one i think uh, you got to give bernanski the credit i i believe uh tommy helped him uh to use his legs a little bit more when he was hitting and uh he did because uh, I don't know if you ever seen him hit a golf ball, but he really can hit a golf ball. I oh, mean, really? Yeah, he can really hit it. I mean, <laughs> it goes a long way. And and uh, uh, don't go where Aaron Hicks hits it, but he, <laughs> he, he hits it pretty good. And and uh, Bruno saw him hit the ball, and he said, "Jesus, well, why don't you use your legs a little bit more when you know you're hitting?" And and uh, so they worked at it and worked at it, and lo and behold, he come a uh, home run hitter and and. Uh, there he is. He's, he's, you know, all-star type player. He's ready to hit that uh, fastball if it's no matter there. where it is. Uh, <laughs> you know, throw it high. Boy, you make a mistake. You throw it high. He's going to get his hands to it. He's quick. That is unusual, isn't it? It's really something. You know, the righties like it up a little bit more than the lefties, but uh, he really can get the bat up to it. It's, it's amazing to watch. So, uh, don't miss the first pitch of the game. And uh, <laughs> because you might miss something special, so uh, he can certainly turn on it, no question. And uh, nobody loved a great second baseman or a good second baseman more than you did, and he oh. certainly has uh, has uh, been able to turn the double play. And that arm oh, yeah. is that's a good that's a good second base arm. It uh, right. might not be a shortstop that's arm. That's correct. I think that was evident uh, at the time, and you know, and I think in your minor leagues, this is what this is the kind of things you find out about people and. And where they might be best suited to play, and, and uh, so they did a nice job getting him to second base, and, and uh, he turned into a you know a player that makes an impact in the game, uh, both with the bat and the glove. So uh, and he can steal some bases. So you know, and, and I, I kept telling him over the years, uh, 
you know, I say, you know, he scored 100 runs, and, and I always went up to him and congratulated him on uh, scoring 100 runs, where he, I think he thought I was going to say, well, he hit 20, 30, 40 home runs, whatever the hell it was. I, I talked about the scoring 100 runs. I said, those 100 runs make the manager a lot smarter. So, uh, get score, you know, the more people you can find uh, on your team that can score runs and know how to score runs, they become very valuable people to you. Okay, uh, you, we always uh, uh, joke that uh, one thing you didn't want in a backup catcher was a guy who could hit. Mm. <laughs> but uh, uh, what's what do you see in Castro? What what do they are they looking for different things from a catcher than you were looking for? Uh, well, I think we years? always look. First thing was uh, uh, catch the ball yeah. and uh, catch it properly, and uh, then be able to throw. And if you got a couple hits here and there, and you could handle the bat some, some where you could uh, bunt the ball uh, if you had to, uh, hit and run, uh, that's were the kind of things that I looked for in both catchers uh, uh, that we would have and, and, uh, and not be uh, an automatic out, per se. Then, uh, you know, Brian Harper came along and did a terrific job, a uh, little raw behind the plate, but... But he really fought and tried hard to become a good catcher, and and he did for the most part. And and uh, uh, used to cringe at times when Jack would throw the split finger, but uh, Harp did a a good job of keeping it in front of him. And and uh, you know he picked up a lot off the ground and threw to first to get the out, and that's good enough. But uh, Brian became such a good hitter, you know, he became really valuable that way. You know, guys like Timmy Loudner could get some hits for you, hit one over the fence. And, and do a little bit more with the bat than, say, a Butero or Ortiz. You know, he kept uh, Ortiz around to play cards and before the game, you know. Uh, but then he caught Scotty Erickson, did a great job catching Erickson. And uh, so, uh, who was tough to catch. And, you know, then you talk about the heavy sinker and slider, that was Scotty. And uh, so, you know, he, he did a good job that way. So you look for individuals that can... Uh, mesh well and, and uh, mix in well, but I, I always wanted somebody to uh, be able to handle the bat somewhere, or, you know, hit and run or bunt or some of them things that, you know, can take, you know, instead of being uh, not contributing 0 for 3, you could get a walk or, or move the runner or advance the runner from second to third, those little things that can help you win ball games. Well, I don't think it's a new phenomenon to not want the catcher to take the ball out of the strike zone. It's just, it's mm. got a, you got a term for it now, pitch framing, I guess. Yeah, framing, but that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. but I mean, yeah, you always wanted the guy to make it look like it was on a corner. Well, you get the uh, catchers now, they talk about that framing and all that stuff. Uh, but uh, again, uh, we were laughing when uh, we went to uh, Chicago this winter and had uh, dinner with Mr. Stelmazek before he passed. And Randy Bush, uh, Herbeck Loudner, and, and uh, Leroy Purdy Music Smith were there, <laughs> and and they they all uh, they all roared at the same time when somebody mentioned pitch frame. <laughs> they all started screaming. And so, you know, you see, he's framed some of them pitches Syndergaard throws or somebody yeah. like that. You know, guy, you know, the guy thrown at ninety eight miles an hour and sliders sliders in ninety two. You know. Just catch it. You know, we didn't worry about framing it. You know, my God, come on. You know, but the umpire's the the one. Let's not get into that.
Hey, I saw Roy Smith at uh, the last homestand. He was in there scouting. What a uh, beauty he is. He's a, he's a wonderful human being. I'll tell you, he, he's got more stories to tell, and he, he really genuinely loves baseball. He really does. And, and uh, in fact, uh, at that dinner, I ended up talking to him for, geez, must have been a couple hours, but uh, he is uh, doing a good job, and, and he's with the Mets now, I believe, and, and uh, uh, so he has a trip or two to New York, and and uh, he sits in some of the meetings, and, and uh, you know, the coats and ties get up and start talking about this and that and this and that, and, and deep down, Leroy wants to believe that, but uh, I think deep in his soul, he still believes that, you know, the fundamentals of the game, pitching and catch the ball when you're supposed to, and you figure out how to score a run or two, usually gets it done. Tom, uh, thanks for your time. Talk no, to you in a couple yeah, of weeks. I'm waiting on Reavers to ask no, me a question. We, we, I, we, we figured that he, he, we didn't want him oh. to get you all fired up again. So. <laughs> Anytime. I got myself in too much hot water last week, TK. I ain't doing it again. It was a good question. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, right. thanks, Tom. Ride with Royce. Time for a look at traffic. Just check the weather briefly. Traffic and weather together. That's the fastest 15 minutes of the day, isn't it? God, it's spectacular. Talk to him all afternoon. This one's sponsored by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Eastbound 94 between the downtowns now approaching the 40-minute mark. Westbound between a little better at 26 minutes. Northbound 35W94 up to 694, a 25-minute push for you there. Uh, most of the bad stuff on northbound 35E, you'll find it between 494 and 9425. The other direction, uh, southbound E94 down to 494, a 20-minute flow. You have enough things to worry about every day. Insurance shouldn't be one of them. You can leave worry behind when Liberty stands with you. Liberty Mutual Insurance. We'll see increasing clouds and 28 degrees tonight, then light snow, 38 tomorrow. It's 42 right now. Taking the ride with Roycey. Lousy voice, but it was distinctive. On 1500 ESPN. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Simmons, bounce pass, Sarich, ball stripped there, down the floor, Dwayne Wade's got a free one, Wade got a two-hand jam, what a great job by Wade, knocking it out of the hands of Sarich, and the now 100-96 Miami, smart, heady play. Well, I was as convinced Philadelphia was going to sweep Miami as I am convinced the Rockets are going to sweep our boys. And uh, last Even night... Even without Embiid, you thought they'd yeah, sweep? I did. I just... I, Miami just did nothing for me sure. as a as a unit. Last night, Dwayne Wade, he's now... How old is this fella? He's, he's got to be in his six, right? late 30s. He's yeah. 36 years old. Uh, 03 and, draft, yeah. Yeah, 03 draft. And he was an older guy uh, when he got out of uh, Marquette, too. He wasn't a real kid. But he goes last night, he makes 11 out of 17 shots, uh, was dominant in the second quarter, ends up scoring 28 points. And the Miami Heat in game two of the uh, first round series end the 76ers 17-game winning streak and even it up, and now they get home court. And asked 
what inspired this great performance? He said, Kevin Hart. <laughs> Kevin Hart was, sits there right in front sure. with his uh, Was he heckling up? So it was Spike Lee, Reggie Miller all over again? his Philadelphia jersey. And I think he just was needling okay. Kevin Hart. He probably knows him because sure. he, of course, is married to the extremely attractive Gabriel Union, yes. who uh, is in that society yes. there, which would... Uh, Beyond Dwayne Wade, but uh, Dwayne Wade goes out and has a fantastic game last night and evens up that series one game apiece. Now, you know who could have used him, by the way, Cleveland. They yeah, could have used. Yeah, a, they got rid of him. They could have used a performance like that. He spent twelve years in Miami. Uh, was uh, fabulous, of course. And then 2016, Miami lets him go. 2016-17, he goes to Chicago. Uh, what were they, uh, I guess they were trying to make up for the loss of Jimmy Butler, at least PR-wise, sure. right? Yeah, they weren't going to make up for is him it, as a Is player. Dwayne a Chicago kid, too? Yeah, yeah, he was coming home and all that good stuff. Well, uh, that didn't work out too well. He played 60 games. He shot uh, 43% from the field. He averaged 18 points, but they had a lousy year. So they let him go. Signs with Cleveland. Played 46 games there. Remember when he first came there, they started him, and then after three games, he said, I should come off the bench. Mm -hmm. That didn't work out at all, but he always has a home in Miami if he wants wants to come back. So he came back to Miami and uh, has helped kind of get them into the playoffs. Averaged 12 points in 21 games. And I watched a little of him. uh, I watched a little of their game one, which would have been Saturday, I guess, huh? I was home watching it on mm-hmm. Saturday, and he looked 50 years old. He just looked like there was nothing left there, and uh, which which happens when you're that age, I guess, and you've played as many basketball games as he's played. And then all of a sudden, last night, he pops up and has a hell of a game. Let me see how many big, uh, how many games he's played. It's got to be up there because they've made he the postseason. Because remember, they played, had the, they had the, they won the championship with Shaq. He's played 982 regular season games, and... He's now played 175 playoff wow. games. Wow. 175 playoff games. So Holy. he has played a lot of minutes, that guy. And as you mentioned, he came in the league at 23-ish, 22, 23, because okay. he played four years at Marquette. So what's your nickname for him? For Dwayne Wade. D. Wade, right? Sure, D. Wade. Everybody calls him sure. D. Wade. Well, according to basketball reference, he's also Flash, Wow, Pookie and Father Prime. Okay. I think they made up a few here. I think they just added a couple. Actually, ask me Did that. Did you ever hear him called Wow? A- ask me that question again. What's his uh, What's his favorite? What's your What's your favorite nickname for Dwayne Wade? Whatever Gabrielle Union yes, calls him. Right. Honey. <laughs> honey, honey, honey. Uh, she was the, uh, she's his second wife, but hey, they're hanging in there. They've been, uh, they've been at it for a while. Uh, fifth overall pick, 2003, Dwayne Wade, and he's been a fantastic player and took my, took my, uh, took Marquette to the final four, basically all by himself. So, uh, very good player. That was and, a fun regional here. I was, I watched that at the Metrodome. That was a, that was a great, cause didn't they beat Kentucky in that, in that regional? In, uh, Is that who they beat in the final? I yeah, be- I think it was. I believe he, it was. He was great, remember? He oh. was fantastic. All right. Uh, today's sports person of the day, among all his other honors, mm-hmm. he is uh, now a sports person of the day. And we'll try to spell Dwayne 
correctly on the certificate because <laughs> for some damn reason they put the Y in front of the A. Which is just, yeah. Yeah. How many times, how many million times do you think that guy's names have been misspelled? <laughs> I don't think I knew the Y was in front of the A until about three years ago. I never spelled it right in my life. I never bothered to look. It's the Wayne. Right. It's either D-U-A-N-E or D-W-A-Y-N-E. Is there a Dwyane here? We don't need a Dwyane. <laughs> we'll be back. You're along for the ride with Roycey. Buckle up. Yeah! For the thrill ride of the year on 1500 ESPN. And live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios, this portion of the ride with Roycey today is brought to you by Menards. Sports update. Hey, before I do sports, uh, yes. you had Eddie Cochran on the. Yes. Uh, you know where Eddie's from, right? No. Albert Lee, Minnesota. No way. Really? Way. Yeah. Originally, yeah. did or did he did he come to fame around here? He what? was born there. Uh, I'm not sure how long he lived there. Mm-hmm. To be truthful, uh, I I believe he grew up there. I thought he did. You know what I found out hmm. that I had no idea. Hmm. I watched that uh, All the Money in the World movie the other day about John John Paul Getty wouldn't pay the ransom for yeah, his yeah. Uh, grandson until he chopped his ear off. <laughs> yeah, but he's a Minnesota guy. He was born in Minnesota, and I didn't it, the know family that. Uh, uh, father was a financial guy, banker or something, and he went down and bought some oil leases in Bartlettsville, Oklahoma, and that's where it all came from. Wow! Check this guy out, though, John Paul Getty. He brought frugality. To a new level. <laughs> he uh, he had, when his house was being remodeled, the, not a house, it was like this mansion, sure, yep. he got upset because the workers were using the phones that were around the house. He put a pay phone, he put locks on all the phones in the house and put a, pay fo- a little phone booth pay phone in a, in a room in his house. Wow. So Got to make uh, a buck here. Dude. Yeah. And when the, uh, in, in the movie, the Michelle Williams character, the mother of the of the kid who got kidnapped, mm-hmm. uh, who is his strange daughter-in-law, uh, she's, she wants to call to see if the kidnappers have checked in. He makes her use the payphone. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Beautiful. Oh, yeah, my God. He was, uh, he's, he, was, uh, he was a little fr- frugal. This update sponsored by Concordia University. Get on track to a successful business career with Concordia University St. Paul. Learn online or on campus. Learn more about their business degrees at online.csp.edu. Minnesota Wild, Winnipeg Jets at the Excel Energy Center tonight. The game th- uh, four of their series. Jets up two games to one. Uh, Zach Parisi, we found out this afternoon. He is injured. He has a fractured sternum. Uh, we won't see him again this season. He was hurt toward the end of game three. Twins in Puerto Rico to play two-game series against the Indians. Jake Odorizzi goes for the Twins. Corey Kluber on the mound for Cleveland. 
Uh, Byron Buxton was originally in the lineup, but, but he was scratched because of a migraine. Uh, he did miss several games last year with migraines. This also. isn't like Percy, is it, John? No. Uh, well, it, otherwise, it'd be Wednesday. Oh, yeah. gotcha. He only had his migraines on Wednesday. <laughs> That's true. He did say at that time last year that he's been dealing with migraines since he was a child. They occur <laughs> roughly once a month, but he said usually they're very minor and not an issue this time. Percy. Obviously, you know, uh, we got that practice today. Oh, boy, uh, she's <laughs> acting up again. Yeah, got a is. migraine. <laughs> Uh, day game today, first game of a doubleheader. Toronto pounds the Royals 11-3. to Did they have to do, like, a lot of maintenance to the roof? It was a small tear from what I read. Okay. So I don't think it was anything, you know, Got drastic. It, uh, one of the it ma- was, per- sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Not a fabric roof. No, but it was funny how they tried to copy the Padres tweet. You know, the Padres sent <laughs> yeah. out a tweet because of all the cancellations of the of Petco and it's 80 degrees and sunshine said due to weather game is still on so Toronto tried to copy that on the day that they're they had to cancel their game because the roof malfunctioned <laughs> that CNN, CNN tower is up there uh, quite a ways yes. that ice could get some momentum on the way down uh, one of the baseball note Cubs first baseman Anthony Rizzo is advocating for a shorter season he said even if that means a smaller paycheck for players he said I think we play too much baseball he said yeah guys will have to take pay cuts but are we playing this game for the money, or do we love this game? I know it's both, he added, but in the long run, it would make everything better. Uh, Rizzo, uh, Rizzo thinks the transition period between with guaranteed contracts could be worked out. The Cubs postponed back-to-back games Sunday and Monday and are scheduled to take on St. Louis and freezing temps tonight. He's been on the DL with back tightness. 154 would work, I think. Go back to 154, but you're not going any less than that. Uh, let's let's play like uh, double headers every Sunday like we did when I was a kid. Mm, Come on, yeah, I know because they take nine hours now. <laughs> uh, ESPN still looking for a replacement for John Gruden. Apparently, uh, Brett Favre uh, had an audition. Uh, didn't work out for him. His audition left him out of consideration. That, according to a report from the New York Post. You know what they said when they auditioned him? Why is he asking himself so many questions? <laughs> Dang it, you beat me to it. I'm trying to find the audio of that. According to uh, the Post, Andrew Marchand, uh, Favre recently came in for one of the auditions, although it was unclear if he would even want the job. Sources said he wasn't very good during the tryout and has been told he's no longer under consideration. I haven't missed it. Have I missed the guys in certain parts of it? Yes. <laughs> and it's the stuff that I thought I would miss anyway. And when I would play well, I couldn't enjoy it like I, I had in years past. It was always, what can I do to top this? And at some point, you know, you get where you, you go, I don't know if I can. I don't miss that at all. Oh, man. Okay. He, was, he was the greatest. I think, what was the the one day? It was like 47 questions he asked himself. Yeah. He never stopped talking. Mm-hmm. He I just think, kept rolling. Uh, Patrick, was it you that said we should blame quarterbacks for all the weird hits in the NFL? What Didn't you say that once, that the quarterbacks are throwing the ball in, in places where the guys get head-to-head hits? Yes, 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 well, I did. Well, you know who agrees with you? Who? Micah Hyde, the safety for the Bills. Mm-hmm. His solution? Find the quarterback. Okay, yeah, that's not a bad idea. I don't think Didn't that's he have happen. a big fine last year for did Buffalo? He? I think he that did. I don't know. Yeah, no. this this idea of uh, throwing to uh, you know uh, throwing them open is yeah. uh, getting them killed. Yeah, that's pretty much what he said. He said uh, they can't stop, so you got to do something. And else. I remember because it was the receiver who had to go down basically yeah. the, to, the, to his shoe tops to case. Like, well, how am I supposed to adjust for that? Mm-hmm. All right, Johnny. Thank you. You bet.
Hello, citizens, and welcome to Drive Time. Now on the ride with Roycey. Welcome to the traffic report. Traffic and weather. Traffic and weather. I'll be back with a forecast after this. Traffic and weather together. Widespread diabolical malfeasance on the system today and and in the AM 1500 control room. This one's sponsored by Dell. Southbound 100, all twitchy and miserable between 394 and 494. 20 minutes for you there. The other direction, just as bad. Northbound 494 to 394, 19 minutes. If your journey continues to 694, 19 more. So if that has you thinking about northbound 169, your overall travel time, 494 up to 94, 39 minutes there. Small businesses get tailored tech solutions when they partner with Dell, plus free shipping and a price match guarantee on everything, including laptops with Intel Core processors. Call 877-BY-DELL. Increasing clouds, 28 tonight. It's 42 now. Take your next visit. You're along for the ride with Roycey. Yeah, Mr. Charm. Yeah, no, well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> On 1500 ESPN. The ride with Roycey now continues. Personal file, 69. Offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for Late Hits. Patrick. Yes, you have an item that you wanted to lead late hits with. Do you know what this song is? No. It yeah. is a song as a tribute to the man you want to bring up called Soul Kitchen. And Hal Greer was the... Uh... It, was a, it was a song devoted to his, him and his style of basketball play. I've heard the song a hundred times. I just didn't know what the title was. Oh. But I did not know it was a tribute to Hal Greer. Yes. The great Hal Greer uh, played at Marshall University. For some reason, I thought he was a Temple guy, but he played at Marshall University. Uh, 1958 to 1963, the Syracuse Nationals. They were uh, his team. And then the Philadelphia Warriors moved to San Francisco. Philly didn't have a team, I think, for a year. And then the Syracuse Nationals Moved to okay. Philadelphia and became the 76ers after Wilt. I think Wilt was in San Francisco three years, and then they brought Wilt back. And Hal Greer was the great guard, and Wilt was the great forward, and they uh, and the great center, obviously. And they played together for a lot of years. But Hal Greer played his entire career with the uh, with that organization, the same organization, 18 years. 10-time All-Star, 1982 Hall of Famer. Uh, unfortunately, 2006, he had a severe stroke that uh, really uh, really uh, hurt his quality of life a lot, and he passed away a couple of days ago at age 81. But uh, he was one of the players of my youth, and I uh, forgot to mention him yesterday. The great Hal Greer was a Wasn't he known as a great jump shooter? Jump shooter, great yeah. shooter. Fantastic shooter. Uh, we, uh, of course, uh, this day in history, we already had Eddie Cochran died, mm-hmm. and uh, we've now been informed by John Height that he was born in Albert Lee, Minnesota. Didn't didn't even look to check that out. Uh, I also looked up John Paul Getty, Minneapolis, born in Minneapolis, wow. and then his family moved to uh, to California because his mother, for some reason, didn't like the winners here. <laughs> How could Can't that imagine possibly why. Be? So somewhere in that Getty family, there was brains. There was some smarts. brains. On this date, April 17th, 1961, the Bay of Pigs invasion began. 
when the uh, CIA financed and trained group of Cuban refugees landed in Cuba with the most ill-advised attempt to overthrow a government ever, the lowest moment of John F. Kennedy's uh, presidency by far. Uh, they got it was it turned into a complete fiasco. They got in there. We didn't give them the help that they promised. And uh, it, it became an international embarrassment and basically led to Cuba reaching out to the Soviet Union to be their buddies. And that created the Cuban uh, Missile Crisis a year later, where Kennedy had one of his better moments uh, threatening, telling Russia what was going to happen if they didn't leave there. But I bring this up mostly because, you know, who would have never played for the Minnesota Twins if it wasn't for the Bay of Pigs? Who would never have played? Senior Tony Oliva. Oh, Tony Oliva came here with about the, with the last group of Cuban players signed by Papa Joe Cambria, the Twins scout down in Cuba. They sent, there was about 20 of them. They sent them to Mexico. They got delayed in Mexico for a couple of weeks trying to fly to Fernand, Fernandina Beach, which was the Twins minor league home. And by the time they got there, all the full season teams had already been selected and were heading out. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, there was the, the short season teams were not, are still around. Mm-hmm. And they signed two or three of the Cubans and told Tony and the other guys to go back home. Except the Bay of Pigs happened right during this time. So they closed down the Cuban borders and they couldn't go home. Holy Otherwise, Cuban, Tony would have went back home and maybe played Cuban baseball. So after that happened, after it was, you know, they realized they couldn't go back home, what did they do? Well, fortunately for Tony, there was a guy in Charlotte named Minnie Mendoza, a Cuban that Tony knew, older than Tony. Mm-hmm. But the twins had a farm club in Charlotte and... He basically somehow got a hold. He couldn't speak a word of English, you know. You know, there's there's still doubts about Tony <laughs> these couple of years later. But he couldn't. No, he's the greatest guy ever. Right. He, yeah, but uh, uh, so somehow he got to Charlotte. I get, I, and Minnie Mendoza basically lived in an apartment with Minnie Mendoza. And Phil Hauser was running the Charlotte club for the Griffiths. And... Many kept saying, this guy can hit this. Don't get rid of this guy. And so he just stayed there and took batting practice uh, basically for a while. And then when they went, when their Wilson, North Carolina short season team uh, played, started playing, Tony, you know, because of Hauser, Tony went to Wilson and batted 400 and, the rest is history, but I guess he was the worst out. He never played under the lights. He couldn't catch a ball in the lights. Because he couldn't they, see it. They okay. put him in right field, and they'd never see, see it. He could hit under the lights, but he couldn't catch a ball under the lights. And that's the main reason they were going to get rid of him, because he couldn't catch a fly ball. They thought he they was, didn't have a spot for they him. They thought he was uh, not, not going to be able to make it defensively. And, of course, he ended up winning a gold glove or two. But, uh, so the Bay of Pigs, while short-term... Was not a great political triumph for right? us. Yeah. We wouldn't have had Tony. And we never would have heard the phrase, have... oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. We would have <laughs> never heard that phrase. 
A NASCAR news, Ford is going to change the body type next year in their NASCAR Cup Series from Fusion to Mustang. Really? They should have a Mustang, don't you think? I, well, I kind of find it surprising we didn't. I, I, I am too. I did not know. Well, I did know. I knew, I knew it wasn't a Mustang they had out there, but uh, that's a very good decision. Here's an interesting thing, and I asked Harrigan about this. And uh, apparently the uh, Judd and Mackie four-hour show reported this last week because they got time for stuff like this. Do you realize that tomorrow evening when uh, Tampa Bay plays New Jersey in the playoffs, followed by Anaheim playing San Jose, the telecast will be on the Golf Channel. NBC uh, had this agree with the U.S. agreement with the USA Network. Mm Mm-hmm. But the USA Network apparently told them they didn't want those two games because they had a Suits rerun on, <laughs> and Suits has got the princess on it. Right. You know, that yeah. hot babe, what's her name? I Megan can't Markle. Is it Markle? Whatever. The one that's going to marry Harry. Yeah. And so she's probably getting the best ratings they've ever had. So. Uh, do yourself a favor, Pat, and at some point, you know, when you're going to be chronicling the game tonight... Tweet at your guy Arado, who's been having to explain to people what channel the Sharks game is on this yes. evening. He's um, he's not he's not handling it with is as much care. Some fun, uh, well, he's he, I can tell he's tired of explaining it to the uh, to the masses. How about the Sharks uh, up? Uh, by the way, we should mention that the L.A. Kings and the Anaheim Ducks, yep. both fought proudly to get L.A. to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're both down three zero. I know how about They're that. Both down three zero. Wicker won't have any fun with that. No. Uh, so, uh, another one, looking up, uh, thanks to uh, Twins Almanac, April 17th, 1979, the Minnesota Twins played their home opener. <laughs> home opener, April 17th, 1979. Came home from a 7-2 and West Coast road trip, the most recent game being an 18-6 win at Seattle. It was a nice day, and they drew 37,529 to uh, the uh, ballpark Met Stadium that night, unfortunately, that afternoon. Unfortunately, they had to face Nolan Ryan, and Nolan beat them 6-0, gave up four hits. How many strikeouts here? But uh, uh, Nolan had uh, 10 strikeouts, and, uh, and famously, Willie Norwood was their new center fielder. And Willie was uh, known for his Dr. Strange glove, they called him and stuff. <laughs> and a sinking line drive went past Willie in the middle of the game, went through him, and went for an inside a, a, a single and a three-base, circle the bases, and uh, and the crowd didn't boo. They laughed. So uh, good humor back then. Tomorrow, we'll do this again. This view was worth a hike. Right? And it's a good way to stay on top of my health. Yes, I'm Cologuard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. Have you screened for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. It's more treatable when caught in early stages. Tell me more. Cologuard is non-invasive and it's used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages. This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Cologuard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. 
Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer. Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Cologuard is right for you. Or visit Cologuard.com. I'm in. 